in beautiful downtown Cape Elizabeth, Maine. It's September 11, 2020, just after the first debate in Maine's competitive U.S. Senate race with Senator Susan Collins, Republican from Maine, and her challengers, House Speaker Sarah Gideon, a Democrat, and unenrolled candidates Lisa Savage and Max Lynn. Joining me by phone, immediately following the debate, which was held in Portland, are Marianne Lynch, known mostly for her 10 years working with Chief Justice Softley in the judicial branch as the legislative liaison. In addition, Marianne Lynch worked as a lawyer and lobbyist specializing in energy issues. She was the vice president at Maine Yankee and served on the Cape Elizabeth Town Council. Also joining me by phone is Andy O'Brien, the communications director for the Maine AFL-CIO, a managing editor of the Free Press newspaper, a former Democratic Maine state legislator, and co-founder of O-Chang Studios. Welcome, Marianne and Andy. Marianne, my first question is to you. You have written an article recently as a lifelong Democrat, someone who worked in the uh, Brennan administration, but you're a supporter of Susan Collins. My question is, is anything you saw in the debate tonight change your mind? Uh, no, nothing changed my mind. Uh, Senator Collins came to the debate thoroughly prepared. She showed the depth of her knowledge, her mastery of the issues. She understands the needs of Maine. She was born in Caribou. She grew up in Maine. She knows Maine. And um, Sarah, on the other hand, uh, followed basically very vague talking points. Uh, I think she missed a huge opportunity to show how she would be different than Senator Collins. And frankly, uh, the big surprise to me was Lisa Savage. She came across as um, articulate and the true progressive in the race. And I was frankly very, very impressed with Lisa Savage, who I've never seen before. Thank you. Um, Andy, this was really the first time many voters have seen Sarah Gideon unscripted. Do you think she um, you know, moved the needle for those voters who may not have known that much about her and who are undecided? Well, I don't know. I mean, I can't speak to people who are watching that show. I was disappointed that there weren't more uh, questions about labor and workers' rights and the tax uh, vote that uh, Susan Collins took that primarily benefits the wealthy, is a huge benefit to, to uh, the 1% and her husband uh, and his client. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that uh, I thought that Gideon handled herself well. Um, you know, there were a lot of there were questions about health care. Um, Collins didn't offer any health care plan at all. She just said something about transparency and pricing. So what does that tell you? I mean, you 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 fight, you get a warning before you get totally screwed by this private health insurance system. Um, she hasn't done anything to support rural hospitals. She's talking about how, you know, having a public option would hurt rural hospitals. Well, we've had rural hospitals all across the state consolidating and closing, and that's all on Senator Collins's watch. She hasn't done anything for them. What all she does okay. is give massive tax breaks for the 1% and her donors. What about... Uh, she doesn't do anything for working people. Let's... Um, in, in Speaking of money to working families, Senator Collins makes a pretty strong case about the PPP loan program yeah. that the federal government has rolled out. She's identified, um, you know, 28,000. You're breaking up on me. I didn't hear. 
um, I'm, I'm asking Andy now about um, addressing the money that Senator Collins mentioned she's provided with the other senators through the PPP program. I mean, is that something? Okay. How is how does Andy, yeah. how, Andy? How do you respond to Senator Collins? pitch that look. No, I think that Senator, I can speak to that personally because at the main AFL-CIO, we, we counsel people who are on unemployment and the, and the vast majority of the people who we have been counseling recently are self-employed and small business owners. And so uh, Senator Collins is completely out to lunch. She's been in Washington too long. She doesn't understand what people are out, are dealing with on the ground. She can talk about how the PPP helps some businesses but the reality is, is that um, this program was limited. It didn't help all small businesses. And many of the people that we are counseling didn't qualify for it or it ran out because the system was just not set up properly and they had to go through banks. Some of, some of their banks weren't offering this PPP loan. So they are reliant on um, the self-employment insurance. And unfortunately, Senator Collins thinks that um, these people whose businesses have been obliterated. Well, let's by stick the to the if we could if we could stick have, to the bait are, are somehow lazy, and so she allowed and, this extension of this unemployment um, benefits to expire. All right, let's and stick to the so let's stick really to the debate. A lot of people, Andy. Let's Cynthia, stick. could I could I respond to that? Yes, because yes. frankly, I thought Senator Collins clobbered. Sarah Gideon on that issue. The PPP has helped 28,000 Maine small businesses, and I can speak personally to that. My son's restaurant was closed. It was closed in March. It did not reopen until they had PPP money, and 20 people were put back to work. Something like 250,000 Mainers have gone back to work because of the PPP, and I know a number of them in the Portland hospitality and restaurant industry, they would not have made it through the summer without the PPP. So um, I just think she scored very big in the debate on the issue of the economy, which is the number one issue, according to the Press Herald, on the minds of Maine people right now. What about her, the final question, Marie? related to this um, Supreme Court and other federal court nominations, that Senator Collins directly challenged Sarah Gideon on whether or not she would have voted for uh, Chief Justice Roberts. Do you think that that's enough? I mean, the big, the Democrats are running on Susan Collins' vote for Brett Kavanaugh and the 2017 tax cuts. It seems to me the 2017 tax cuts are relevant, but not as much because of the pandemic and the resulting you know, economic recession and crash. The Kavanaugh vote, in my view, has been, you know, the less it's been, I don't know, it's been diluted a little bit because Brett Kavanaugh has since made some votes that help liberals, like helping the dreamers and the environment. Andy, do you think that Sarah Gideon choked when she answered the question about Chief Justice Roberts or, or no? I mean, it was a red herring. I mean, the question was about red, about Brett Kavanaugh, who frankly has been an enemy of working people on so many of his votes. And he was credibly accused of, of sexual assault. So it's a lot different than uh, the issue of, uh, you know, whether John Roberts was the proper person to, to, to vote for. I mean, the fact is, I mean, Susan Collins is just basically saying, I've been a rubber stamp for any nomination that's come my way. 
Judge Roberts is a member of the Federalist Society, uh, the same kind of right-wing group that just puts forward all these judges. Yeah, but he's also... Cynthia? Yeah, he also saved the Affordable Care Act, though. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Marianne. Oh, we might have lost Marianne. Do we lose you? Yeah, so, and Susan I, Collins voted I, I to couldn't... gut the Affordable Care Act, Marianne. I mean, it might be, you know, Susan Collins has been very good for people like your clients because you're a corporate lobbyist, uh, but not for working people. You know, Andy, I, I knew it wouldn't be long before you engaged in name-calling because that seems to be the chief tactic of the uh, Gideon campaign. Um, I didn't hear what Andy said to the question, but I thought um, it was incredible to me that uh, Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, who's been on the Supreme Court since 2007, that Sarah Gideon could not answer the question of whether she would have voted for Chief Justice Roberts. She seemed completely off caught off guard by that question and she also didn't have an answer to something that I thought was absolutely stunning which is that she doesn't pay the interns who work in her office and Senator Collins noted that she pays she Senator Collins pays all the interns who work in her office so I was quite stunned that um, young people young college students would be exploited in that way by um having to work for free and i'm just shocked that um that's something that the afl cio would support but anyway susan didn't uh sarah didn't respond to that at all thank you marianne andy do you want to just briefly respond before we wrap up I mean, that's the first time I've heard of it. I mean, certainly that is a concern, and it's something we would like to bring up with, uh, with the Gideon campaign. Um, but again, you know, that sort of came out of left field right there. I don't think it came up in the debate. Um, I actually but, yeah, think, I mean, the I, you know, the, what's it did come up in the debate. It came up oh, yeah, in the I debate. I guess I missed that. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't see that part, honestly. Well, um, um, Marianne Lynch and Andy O'Brien, thank you so much for joining Keep Up with Cynthia Dill. I really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.